On this episode of Locked On Lightning, the Lightning bounce back in Game 3, 6-2 win at home. We talk about all that and more, but first, let's play that music. You're Locked On Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to another episode of Locked on Lightning, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dagger. I'd just like to thank all of you for making us your first listen of the day. If you're watching us on YouTube, I'd like to make thank you for making us our your first watch of the day. On today's episode of Locked on Lightning, we talk about the big news. Lightning wins 6-2 in Game 3 at home. Six different Lightning players scoring this one. No Braden point, no problem. 37 save night for Andre Vasilevsky. A great effort all around. Now the question remains, what do the Lightning do going forward? How do they replicate this? We'll talk about that on today's episode as well. And make sure to go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever the podcasts are distributed. We are available in audio form. So whatever it be, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts, we are available there. And then go ahead and subscribe to the pod on YouTube. The page is popping right now, and it's all because of all of you guys. So thank you for that. So last night, going into last night's game, I have to say, I have a little bit of a confession here. The optimism was at an all-time low for this one. It's because... If you look at how this team played, and I spoke about on the last episode, if you haven't, please go ahead and and, and check that out. Game two was one of the worst games I've seen this team at least play within the time I've hosted this show. I'm sure I've seen them lay eggs in other games before, but uh, game two was a game in which I spoke about it. I spoke about it on this show. I spoke about it on Locked on NHL that all the things that we have spoken about on this show throughout the course of the season, um, all the all the holes in the Lightning's game, whether it be coming going out to a, a slow start, uh, whether it be puck possession, whatever, you know, whatever the Lightning have struggled with throughout the course of the regular season, that what was exposed in game two. And you kind of figured that Colorado wasn't going to be slowed down in the early game. You know, why why fix it if it ain't broke? And they came out, they played very well in the first couple of minutes. And, and I spoke about it on the show that the key to last night's game was to win the first five. If the Lightning could hold Colorado at bay, not get overwhelmed by their forecheck within the first five minutes. I think that the Lightning would have been able to set a pretty good um, marker for themselves for the rest of the game. And we saw that. But not to say that it was without its little bumpy moments. Um, Obviously, there was that goal that was overturned early on in the game 
uh, on the on the uh, the offsides call, which I you know I'm not going to complain. They called it back, which obviously helped out the Lightning, and and you know I'm sure there's going to be some Avalanche fans uh, in the comments section on YouTube about this video saying, well, you know what, it's one win. But listen, in the course of a NHL playoff run. Uh, especially the Stanley Cup run, any team knows. Probably Avalanche fans don't know because they haven't had a, play, a Stanley Cup final run in a while. Uh, you know, the, it, it's not just good play that you have to sometimes rely on. Sometimes you have to rely on good calls uh, going your way, uh, just little things happening for you. And, and in a game like this, especially in a game like this where the Lightning are coming off such a bad loss, uh, this game, really the theme to it, if I had to sum it up, was redemption. Uh, and the Lightning redeemed themselves in this game and showed that they're not by any means done in terms of uh, this series. And and when you get the lucky bounces, when you get the lucky calls uh, that help you kind of tread water until you find your way to the ledge, uh, I think, you know, I, I welcome all those. And, and I think that uh, we could all agree that, you know, when you get a call like that, it's your night. Uh, and then even that first goal, I thought the first goal, uh, the Landis Scott goal, the power play goal, I thought even that for a second. And I was surprised that they didn't wait longer. I was surprised that wasn't called back either. I think the case could have been made that that was, and and I'm surprised that they didn't mention anything on the broadcast. But again, I was I was not watching the game with the audio on. I was out with with people watching the game, and um, I have to say I was surprised that wasn't going to get called back, or there wasn't any. I didn't really see much chatter about it at that moment of time. Granted, I wasn't on Twitter as much as I normally was last night, but I was surprised that wasn't goalie interference. I think the case could have, could have been made that Andrea Vasilevsky was prevented from attempting to make the save, which is basically what goalie interference is. Um, but whatever, you know what? I'm not going to argue about that. The Lightning won this game 6-2. It wasn't really a goal that was really um, made a big deal in the grand scheme of things. So, you know, it is what it is. Really what the positives are in this game, which I really love, and and really this is where the Lightning thrive, is where they get everybody involved. And, and really that is what you love to see out of this team that is so dynamic. And, and I've said it many times before, and I'll say it again, is that uh, the great thing about this Lightning team is that everybody from top to bottom, for the most part, uh, could do everything. Everybody could play defense. Everybody could score. And when you get everybody involved in what you did last night, six different lightning players scored goals last night. Uh, you know, that's a great night. When you have a night when you get your top scorer, Steven Stamkos, involved, he scores a goal. And then on the other side of that, you get Pat Maroon involved, and he scores a goal. When you have guys kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of scoring ability, uh, involved in a night like that, that means that you're doing a lot of great things. You're spreading the puck out. You're spreading the ice out. Uh, there's a lot of room on the ice. And that was the big key, I think, for the Lightning in this one uh, was was that they, were, they weren't they were trying to force the issue. They were playing very smart. Uh, 
uh, a lot of a lot of smart passes, a lot of creativity, something that we did not see in the first two games. Um, you know, you got to tip your cap, obviously, to the Colorado Avalanche and what they did in those first two games to prevent the Lightning from that. But really what it came down to was, was were the Lightning going to be able to adjust to that finally in game three? And we saw that. The Lightning did a very good do- job of adjusting. And if you don't think so, other than the score sheet, um, you know, the play that really, I think, signifies that the lightning have kind of welcomed themselves to the series was that passing play uh from from stamp coast to, to plot i thought that that really was the turning point for this team uh it not only gave them the lead at that point in time but just the nature of the play uh how much space andre palat had and he has had a fantastic playoff run definitely in the running in my book uh for con smites at, at least for me um, I, I thought that really the nature of that play and, and how Stamkos, it kind of a little bit of a give and go there between Plot and Stamkos. I really thought that was fantastic play and really showed that the Lightning um, weren't going to stop trying to play their game uh, while making the little adjustments, while being disciplined, while taking care of the puck, while doing all those things that are so important uh, to getting your offense firing on all cylinders. So we'll talk about more uh, about what happened in this game as well as, you know, the positives. How did the Lightning carry that over into game four? Uh, we took all of that more. But first, I want to talk about our sponsor today, and that is Built Bar. Built Bar. Do you know our friends at Built Bar are always coming out with amazing new flavors? Well, this time, Built has truly outdone themselves with their new mud pie flavor. And for the first time ever, Built is introducing the new mud pie flavor in both Mud Pie Bar and Mud Pie Puff. Not sure what Mud Pie tastes like. Well, if you're a chocolate fan like me, you better sit down for this one because the new Mud Pie Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream crumble. Not convinced? Well, luckily, we say the best for last. Uh, you know, you need to hurry up now because, listen, these things are not only great tasting, but they're low-calorie, high-protein, and low-sugar. The Mud Pie is packed with 16 grams of protein, only 150 calories, and 8 grams of sugar. It's like home baking, but in the form of a protein bar. So go to Built.com, use that promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your next order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, moving on, uh, you know, just actually not really moving on because really what we're doing is just continuing this conversation, just a broad, broad summary in a way of what happened last night because, you know, the really the Lightning did such a fantastic job, I thought, of really, like I said, in those first five minutes, um, you know, not not overextending themselves, but over, but also not being too sheepish in their play to where they weren't be able to get themselves going. Um, and like I said before, uh, the thing that was so important was that everybody got involved. It wasn't just one singular player doing that. And you kind of saw that on the Avalanche side of things. Gabriel Landeskog only had their two goals, scored their two goals, which, um, uh, Assist by Rantanen and Makar, which those three guys are probably the three most scariest guys on this team for me, Uh, especially Kale Makar. Uh, Kale Makar is just one of those players that uh, 
only one goal in this series thus far, but he has uh, he's one of those players that I'm warning Lightning fans right now. If you don't know a ton about Kale McCarr, Kale McCarr is one of those players. Uh, he's just so dynamic. Even though he's at a defenseman, he could just do pretty much a little bit of everything on the ice. And and the thing that makes him really scary uh, for me, at least, is is his skating ability, his ability to do you know change directions on a dime. And, and he's a player that the Lightning are really going to keep a, need to keep an eye on. Um, and, and he was really the fire starter on both of those Landeskog goals. But uh, defensively, I thought the Lightning did a very good job for the most part. Uh, all night had 27 blocks. They really did a fantastic. And I spoke about this during the Rangers series, um, how we almost saw the Lightning kind of get away from that style of play in a way. Uh, they, they did a fantastic job during the previous series against the Panthers and clogging up those shooting lanes, clogging up those passing lanes. And that was something that we saw that really had the Panthers in fits and really something that they sort of started to, to shy away from. And I don't think they, I don't think it was a matter of them just being afraid to block pucks. I mean, the, this lightning team has never been afraid to block pucks. Uh, Ryan McDonough, uh, one of the most prolific uh, shot blockers in the NHL. Um, and his teammates just follow suit with that. I, I just think it's one of those things where you just have to figure out tendencies, uh, figure out where guys like to shoot the puck in certain spots, uh, get in defensive positioning. And that was something that we saw the Lightning do a very poor job early on in the first two games. And, and I think really that what that came down to, uh, that's what it came down to in this game, is that the Lightning needed to play a complete game. Uh uh, like I said earlier, the Lightning did a very good job on the offensive side of things uh, throughout uh, this game last night, which attributed to the six goals put on the board. And then on the other side of that, the defensive side of things, um, another thing where the Lightning were overwhelmed. And uh, the Lightning did a very good job, I saw, early on, um, with, with especially when they were getting trapped in their own zone uh, by the Avalanche. Uh, the Avalanche loved, as you could tell in the first couple of Games early on love to overwhelm you off the initial puck drop. Uh, get the puck deep in your own zone, and and try to just trap you there, force a turnover uh, on a little bit of an odd man situation, catch guys out of position. And uh, Tampa did a very good job. I was a little worried there early on because they were spending a little bit too much time. Uh, ideally, I would like to see Tampa, uh, especially off the initial puck drop, where where Colorado tries to get the puck in deep like that especially in the corners, get the puck, sling it around, get it out of the zone as soon as possible. Don't play around. Don't risk it. Um, don't put Vasilevsky in a situation where he needs to come out of the, out of the net and, and play the puck. Um, you know, I trust Vazzy. He's a great goaltender. Uh, he did a fantastic job in net last night, 37 saves. Uh, but he is one of the worst goaltenders when it comes to handling the puck. So, um, you know, keep him in net, let him do his job, and that is just block shots. Don't 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 handle the puck. Don't do any of that, please. Uh, as for Vasilevsky, um, I knew he was going to show up. I really knew he was. I you know we could say that obviously after a uh, giving up seven goals in the game prior, um, and 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 it, I he's been here before. You know, I I didn't think he was going to come out and put out the same same kind of performance that we saw prior or something similar. 
Uh, he's a gamer. I hate using that expression, but in this situation, I got I got to use it. He came up big when his team needed him. He made a lot of great saves last night. A lot of uh, I forgot who what shot it was. It might have been on McKinnon or Landeskog, one of the big guys for the Avalanche. But um, he made a great pad save uh, moving to his right. So uh, that was a great save by him. And just he did a very good job in this one of just not overextending himself on saves, staying in position. And that's really something that Vasilevsky has sometimes struggled with. We saw in that situation in game one in overtime, which led to the overtime win for the Avalanche uh, right there. That was a little bit of a weird goal, but I'll give him the pass on that. But uh, yeah, Vasilevsky, it seemed like he he couldn't really get going the first couple of games. And, and you know, that was the case pretty much in every series. Uh, except the Florida one where uh, Vazzy is kind of a slow starter in these series. I don't know why. Uh, he's always been like this, even in just single games. Uh, it always takes him a little bit of a while uh, to get going. He's never, you know, on point. But uh, fantastic job from him. Fantastic job from the PK last night. Listen, against a team like the Colorado Avalanche, the way their offense is, uh, two out of four on the power play, I'll take that. I'll take that against them any day of the week. Um, and, and on the other side of that, the Lightning one for six on the power play. I'm not entirely worried about that. Uh, they they did score six goals last night, so you know you gotta you gotta take the little victories. Um, but yeah, all around great effort from this team last night, and uh, let's let's hope that they could bring that same energy into Game Four. So. Looking at game four, now, I'm I'm curious as to see what we're going to see from the Avalanche because they did pull Kemper, which I was surprised about. Um, I was very surprised that they pulled Kemper um, after, uh, I think it was five goals. Was it five goals? I believe it was five. Um I'm curious because when we did the crossover episodes with Chris and Kyle from Locked on Avalanche, I really, you know, those guys were split on who they wanted in net. Uh, I believe it was Kyle that wanted Kemper in net for them. And then Chris wanted Francois. And, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I don't really know too much about either of those guys. I know Francois had a, a good season last year and and he didn't really perform so well. Uh, we've only seen the lightning. Uh, we've only seen the Avalanche uh, twice this year, so you know you got you can't really take those performances uh, too seriously, considering that was very early on in the season for the most part. And both teams, at least the Lightning, um, are a different team now uh, than what they were at that point. Listen, I at this point, if, if anytime you could chase a goaltender out of the net, uh, especially in the playoffs, that's a that's a great thing. So. What I would hope so, I hope that Bednar throws uh, throws Kemper right back out there for game four just because Kemper is going to have his confidence pretty low. Uh, and I think that the Lightning are going to have to go out there. They're going to have to jump on him real quick. And, and, and then, you know, at that point, I think if they could get on him real quick, get maybe one or two, especially bad bounce goals, uh, you can't really plan those. Those just happen. But if you get bad bounce goals... I think um, 
I think the floodgates can open again. I saw a tweet from Lock on Wild host uh, Seth Tupel. Uh, I'm going to reach out to Seth and get the, the the scouting report on him because when when Kemper was with the Wild, he obviously he's very familiar with him. Uh, Seth, it seems as though is that uh, Kemper is very susceptible to games as what games like what we saw last night. So uh, something to keep an eye out for. So you know, just based off of that, I take Seth's. Uh, Seth's word as law. Obviously, he knows the Wild, and and obviously he knows Darcy Kemper very well. So, if he thinks that you know Kemper is susceptible to a performance like this, um, then I want Darcy Kemper out in Game Four. Uh, but even off of that, just off of last night's uh, performance, I think uh, I think I think Bednar is not afraid to throw Kemper back out there. Uh, just because he's been your guy this entire series, and and you know you're not gonna let I at least me I wouldn't let one bad game uh, define who's gonna play, uh, especially when you're up in the series who's gonna play the next game. But yeah, it it really doesn't matter so much about what Kemper is doing. Uh, the Lightning could only go out there and play with that same uh, ferociousness on the offensive side of things. If they could do that, if they could come out, capitalize on chances, be smart with the puck, which we saw. Uh, and I didn't even mention that they played fantastic in the neutral zone last night, especially along the boards. And if they could do all of that, which is easier said than done, uh, I think the Lightning have a very, very, very good chance of winning game four. Um, and, yeah, this team this team has proven that they're, they're by no means done with this playoff run. I, that's why I find it absolutely hilarious Um with some of the YouTube comments and tweets that I've been getting, uh, you know, saying that this team's done, that this, this, this lightning team has never played a team like Colorado before. And my, my thought process is with that is that, yeah, but Colorado's never been here before. Colorado hasn't been here in a very long time. Uh, Maybe one or two guys off the top of my head that if I, if I'm correct, those Colorado team have played in a Stanley cup final. So, you're, you know, yeah, you have the talent, hundred percent. That's that's not disputed in this case, but the experience. Now, can you bounce back in the Stanley Cup Final? It's 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 totally different uh, bouncing back in round two against the St. Louis Blues than to bounce back in the Stanley Cup Final against the, the two time defending Stanley Cup champions. Obviously, the champs have to go out there replicate uh, a performance similar to that of what we saw in Game Three. But at the same time, now it falls on Colorado to go out there and get things together, play a certain type of way to where they can't allow uh, not only something like this to happen again, six goals, but to, you know, win. Which, listen, I'm in the boat right now, and and you, you avalanche trolls control me all you wish. But at the end of the day, until they could prove, and, and it goes both ways because I, I've seen it. You know, the series ain't over until you win four games. It's it's simple math. And at the same time, until the Avalanche proved to me that that they could bounce back from... Because this was a bad loss for them. This was a bad loss. And I'm not even saying that speaking from someone of the, the Lightning side. I'm speaking now from someone who's just a general hockey fan. This was a bad loss. And prove to me that you could win the big games because this is a 
this is the biggest game any of these players on Colorado will have played all season long. And that goes for any player on the Lightning, too. Uh, this is every game that we play going forward is the biggest game that any player will have played all season long. So game four is going to be, can the Lightning replicate their performance? And on the other side of that, prove to me that this this great Avalanche team can go out there and win the big games. Because if they can't, I listen, they, so far, uh, dropping two against, you know, winning. Look what you did. You, you, you have two series in which you swept, swept teams. Nashville, okay, everybody saw that coming. Uh, Edmonton, other than McDavid and Dreisaitl, who do you really have on that team? Maybe Evander Kane? Okay. And that blue series, okay, you dropped two games, but you, you haven't you haven't faced a team as experienced as Tampa all season long. So really what it comes down to, can this talent, can this level of talent, because I'll I'll be the first one to admit talent level in Colorado is way higher than talent level on on Tampa. But when it comes down to it, um experience in the end in my opinion experience in the end always prevails over talent and can colorado prevail do they have enough talent to prevail over this veteran group and yeah we saw it in the first two games but we saw it last night that you know this 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 colorado team they're mortal we cracked the armor we found we found the code and tampa's going to use that in game four so Make sure to like and subscribe to the show because we will be dropping more episodes as we go along. Uh, make sure and follow me on Twitter at Elon, uh, at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. Uh, if you're an Avalanche fan, go ahead and troll me all you want. I don't care. Uh, if you're a Lightning fan, let's talk about the Lightning. Let's have actual conversations about how good this team is and how well they played the other night and and as always go ahead and follow the page at l underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram and once again subscribe to the page on on youtube uh and hit that notification bell so you'll be notified as soon as episodes drop so that's been it for today's episode of locked on lightning part of the locked on podcast network i'm your host adam tanker i'll talk to you next one